and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. I hope you guys had a blessed weekend, and hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman broadcast on Friday. Had a lot of stuff going on there, and as I'm sure a lot of people have seen over the weekend, the whole uh, incident with Ginsburg, with the Supreme Court, Dad's going to get into that in a second. But one thing I wanted to pick up here and just kind of address this real quick before I hand it over to him, I find it very interesting. I'm going to throw this out there right now, and this is totally my opinion on this. I find it very interesting in the midst of all the chaos amongst all these different situations that are happening. Some of them may be natural. A lot of them, most of them, in my opinion, are controlled as far as whether it be the fires, whether it be the COVID, whether it be the communist rioters and so forth. I find it very odd that we've seen Ginsburg for years now have horrific health conditions and disappears for times at an end and comes back and disappears. And now, all of a sudden, she checks out. I'm just going to put that out there. But one thing I did want to address right now, too, and this is something that's very interesting, as everybody's probably already seen, the markets are going completely and totally nuts this morning. Everything's dropping to the floor, including precious metals, on a huge aspect of the European banks falling sharply after the release of the journalists of thousands of documents showing over $2 trillion worth of illicit funds were laundered through U.S. financial banks over the last decade. The five papers show, or excuse me, the papers show the five global banks, J.P. Morgan, HSBC, Standard Charter Bank, and Deutsche Bank, and Bank of New York continue to aggressively and actively do business with criminals and terroristic drug money, even after being fined by U.S. authorities for earlier failures to clamp down on the money. Now, what's interesting like this, what they're saying now is, however, it's unlikely to trigger any new punishments by governments or regulators, especially not in a moment in the deepest of the coronavirus recession when authorities are trying to convince and subsidize banks to keep lending to businesses and households. So you now have the big banks, the big global banks that are too big to fail, that have continually been in trouble for corruption decade after decade and all types of other shady behavior. You guys already know that. Now they've basically been busted laundering at least a minimum of $2 trillion in black money. And what that basically means is, in my opinion, a large percentage of that is weapons trafficking, human trafficking, and drug trafficking. Drug trafficking probably being the most profitable and illicit because of the heroin that comes out of Afghanistan. So I find it interesting that comes out right now, this morning, but... Very few mainstream news articles, if any, are even going to talk about it because, hey, why not? we got to talk about the Supreme Court, which is a pretty big deal, but now you're seeing the far left already claiming all kinds of things. So I want to hand it to you, Dad, to get some more information on that. But just thought I would thought it was very coincidental timing that all that happened right before this report came out on Monday and everybody's shares are dropping to the floor this morning. Well, we have to understand that the banks are running by the Rothschilds. These are all Rothschild-controlled banks, central banks, and they have to launder the money for the Afghan heroin. See, it doesn't do any good if you're bringing in $1.5 to $2 trillion worth of heroin a year out of Afghanistan globally if you have to pile the money up in a closet. 
It just doesn't yeah. do any good. What do you? What do you? I mean, you got to. You know, because it's like that movie with Tom Cruise, American Made. They were burying the money in the backyard, putting the money in closets, doing everything they could to basically find something to do with all this cash. When you start talking about trillions of dollars, that's a lot of cash, and you, and you can't just stick it in your back closet. And number two, if you stick it in your back closet, you can't use it to continue to fund other operations with black ops. So you've got to find a way to clean the money. You've got to find a way to launder it. And I've been saying it for years on this show, and we're like one of the only shows that ever talks about this. And it's suddenly now, again, we've been proven to be vindicated and right about all this. Now we have trillions of dollars in money being laundered. Now, this is the tip of the iceberg. It's much bigger than this. They launder money through South American banks through Central American banks, through Swiss banks, through German banks, through Deutsche banks, through all the Rothschild-controlled central banks. It can't be done with one bank. It's too much money. The Vatican tried to do it uh, back in the 50s and the 60s. They tried to run all the money through the Vatican banks because they were basically independent banks. They could not be audited. The problem was, of course, they're also Rothschild-controlled banks because the Rothschilds controlled the Vatican fortune. Just thought I'd mention that. But what ended up happening is they couldn't do it. They simply weren't big enough to handle the volume of drugs. And the money coming in from the black operations, which started after the OSS became the CIA back in the 40s. This is the group, the cabal, the death cult. They control all of this who run the world. These are the cabalists, the Luciferians. This is that group. Speaking of cabalists and speaking of Luciferians, I also consider it very odd that they decided to go ahead and get rid of Ruth Bader Ginsburg her body double this past weekend. And I guess it, I guess if you were the body double, I guess you were about to have your, you weren't a very secure, you, you weren't going to be very secure. And, and why do I say that? Well, here's why. The lady supposedly is dying, right? Right? Now, here she is in the Daily Mail, and they say that Ruth Bader Bader Ginsburg continued to go to the gym, continued to exercise, continued to spend her final weeks devoted to her family, friends, opera, and her legal cases, which she continued to work right up until the day of her death. You know, whatever, pancreatic cancer? I don't think so. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death on Friday at the age of 87 surprised many friends. Yeah, surprise, surprise, the woman's got an expiration date on her. She had been working out on a treadmill or with videos at home. Still, she was engaged in the work of the court and planned for months ahead. And August the 30th, she officiated a wedding. August the 30th, she was the official at a wedding in Washington, D.C. The night before she died, an opera concert was held in her honor. And then she wrote to thank them for their fabulous work. Okay, Now, why would they be so supportive of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Well, she was a liberal feminist. Her father was a Russian Jew. Her mom was an Austrian Jew. She was raised very, very, very orthodox, probably was a Shabbat member, though I can't verify that with this little bit of time to work on it. And she dominated in the abortion cases. You could literally say that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, since she's been on the court since the 90s for almost 30 years, is responsible probably for 30 million abortion deaths. And, you know, she's also a huge pro-homosexual lady. In other words, the LGBTQ, whatever they want to be this week, basically they are now fighting for her legacy because of what she did. They're saying that she was like one of the biggest supporters in recognizing of queer people as a protected class. Now, you know, it's kind of funny. These gays like to call themselves queers, but you can't call them a queer. Otherwise, you're abusing hate speech. I'd find that interesting. Uh, after a lengthy litigation process, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the amendment when Ginsburg joining a ruling declaring that the amendment seems inexplicable by anything but animus towards the case that it affects. She was dealing with 
sodomy laws. How about that? But that homosexuality is criminalized would not remain the case for much longer. Thanks in part to Ginsburg in 2003, the court overturned sodomy bans in the case of Lawrence versus Texas. And Ginsburg once again joined the majority in finding that the criminalization of homosexuality and sodomy was unconstitutional. Okay, she was a huge pusher of gay rights, huge pusher of lesbian rights, huge pusher of abortion. So we have the situation now where she dies, and she's a Supreme Court justice. And so you have to ask yourself a question, you know, what in the heck should we do with a person like this? How do we figure this out? Now, I'm going to flip this together real quick, and I'm going to bring in that, you know, Hillary Clinton and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were huge supporters of each other. Now, I've got Bill Clinton doing a speech here. And when Bill had been, when Hillary was, you know, Secretary of State, uh, I want you. I want to. Here's, here's what he's going to say in case you can't hear it clearly. You can listen to him saying himself. He is saying how Hillary Clinton, in German, you would call it Verbindung, which means she's in a trance or she's in a conversation with the dead Eleanor Roosevelt, because you remember Hillary's a witch and Eleanor Roosevelt was a witch. All right, they're both witches. Uh, go ahead, Todd, and play the Hillary. Bill Clinton clip real quick, just a few seconds. I thank all of the people who were introduced and those who were not introduced, all of whom have made their contributions to America, many inspired by President Roosevelt. And a special thanks to the members of the Roosevelt family who are here, and to one who is not, Eleanor. I know that because, as all of you famously learned when I served as president, my wife, now the Secretary of State, was known to commune with Eleanor on a regular basis. And so she called me last night on her way home from Peru to remind me to say that, that Eleanor had talked to her and reminded her that I should say that. Now. I don't know what to say. No, no, Austin, no, no, I, I have to, no, no, this, this okay, okay, you guys understand where this is going here now, all right? We got Hillary Clinton is the hardcore witch talking to dead people, Eleanor Roosevelt. Remember, Eleanor Roosevelt's been dead for a long, long time when Hillary's talking to her. Now, Austin's laughing because this whole thing is ludicrous because these people have all of this power in Washington, D.C., and everybody's scared to death to touch Hillary Clinton. Now you may be thinking, well, this is the worst tribute we've ever heard to a Supreme Court justice. Oh, just hang on. It gets much, much worse. Oh, by the way, in the Daily Mail this week, now they're having huge protests out in front of Mitch McConnell's Kentucky home to demand he stop pushing forward with the Supreme Court of the United States pick following the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, if you watch and you roll down this article that I placed in here, they're saying, and they've got signs up in her yard, that Ruth, listen to this, Ruth sent us. In other words, the dead Ruth, that we got witches here in front of McConnell's house, that now Ruth sent us. Now they're saying basically they're also, in German you would call it the Bindelkor, trans, and that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a witch. And let me explain something to you. Number one, Hillary ain't talking to Eleanor Roosevelt. She's dead, and she's playing the new song, Turn and Burn, right? Ruth Ginsburg has now joined Eleanor Roosevelt in playing the song, Turn and Burn. All right? So these people are not commenting or talking to different dead people. These people are basically in hell. I'm just going to be direct with you guys. You can't be this evil your whole life 
and not have unbelievable health pay when you get back and you go to the other side of the veil. I, that's what I believe. So I have a final tribute for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it's a song that I believe is completely and totally for her. Todd, go ahead and play this next song. Let the joyous news be spread, the wicked old witch at last is dead. That's my tribute to the big dog, the witch is dead, Ruth Ginsburg. Guys, I have no respect for that woman. She's sitting on the graves of 30 million dead children. And for anybody to come out and give her a positive tribute, something's wrong with them. So there you go. That's my tribute to Ruth Boehner Ginsburg. You guys send this show far and wide. I hope you feel the same way. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? <laughs> That's well that's well said. There's no question about it, her background. And uh, just to clarify to all of our listeners, Eleanor Roosevelt died on November 7th, 1962, of cardiac failure complicated by tuberculosis. So let's just clarify that, 1962. So when Bill Clinton's talking about that and during his pre- presidency and everything that was going on with Hillary, um, yeah, that's that, that's pretty creepy. Um, but again, this is what a lot of these people are involved in, and that's why you have to open up your head and understand how far this rabbit hole goes. It's like Alice in Wonderland. That's a weird movie. I don't like referencing it, but that's kind of how it is. It's, it's a rabbit hole. Once you start going down into it, you start looking at what's really happening and what's happening all behind the scenes. That's why I said we're at the beginning of the show. Find it grossly odd that we have these banks getting busted again for laundering drug money, basically. Two trillion dollars, the recent one they've now busted them for laundering. And all of a sudden, this happens on Monday, but now every single mainstream media outlet's talking about Ginsburg. I don't find that coincidence at all. I don't think anything in the mainstream media is ever coincidence. I think it's perfectly timed the exact way they want it said, how they want it said, and the way they want it said. This is why now you have Eric Holder and all these other people coming out now and saying that, well, Trump's going to confirm an illegitimate justice. First off, these people are not in the presidential seat. These people are not involved in anything. They needed to have some type of of issue to cause more chaos on top of the presidency. So now you have the presidency happening in, I think, what, like 40 days, somewhere around there. And now you have basically this whole, there's going to be this whole boondockle with the Supreme Court now. I guarantee you it's going to be nothing but this in the news for the next coming weeks. And then guess what? You're going to queue up on November 5th. I mean that term, you know, tongue-in-cheek. You're going to queue up the riots again. They're going to start back up. So they have this cycle. You can watch them do it. And remember, all at the same time right now, we have this pandemic that's going on behind the scenes with Moderna and everything else. I got some information on Moderna that I've been researching for the last week that I'm going to talk about here in a second. But one thing that I found interesting, with the stock prices going through the floor right now, all this stuff going on, now you have Dr. Paul Offit, 
a very renowned pediatrician at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and a co-inventor of the rotavirus vaccine, has now gone on national television and he said, I'm basically going on the record with this. I never imagined it would be this bad. People now see vaccines as a magic dust and to be sprinkled over this country and make everything go away. He's basically now saying that people need to prepare to wear masks and socially distance even after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Of course he does. And this is exactly what Dad and I called out months ago. This is why I've asked people. I, I've gotten this a lot when I'm, I'm very, you know, refusing to wear a mask in public areas. And a lot of times I've had people, why don't you just wear a mask? It's not that big of a deal. And my next question is this. Okay, if you want me to wear a mask, here's my one clause on that. If you really want me to do it, A, Show me the research that it works. That can't be done. So, hey, I'll even compromise with you. Tell me when the magic date is that we can stop wearing masks. You get you a blank stare. I'm, I'm being serious. When's the magic date that we can stop wearing masks? When is it that all of a sudden we realize that the masks no longer are needed? There is no date. That's, that's the million-dollar answer. There is no date. The goalpost gets moved every 30 days. There is no day. There is no ending for it. It's an endless form of tyranny to get people more and more compliant. That's why you have Dr. Paul Offit now, who's blatantly saying that social distancing and masks need to be used even after the vaccine. Well, then my question is this. Why on God's green earth are you possibly going to get the vaccine? If they're telling you the vaccine's probably not even going to work, you're going to have to get it like every quarter in order for it to work. You're still going to have to wear a mask and social distance even when you get the vaccine. Why in the world would you even be compliant with the vaccine? Well, because they're going to start trying to force people. That's the next step, guys. It's going to be an added layer on top of another layer. Remember, all it was before was 14 days to flatten the curve. Remember, that's all it was. That's all everybody agreed on. 14 days to flatten the curve, turn into a 30-day lockdown of the country, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, we don't want to overwhelm the ICU beds. That was back in, what, March, April now? <laughs> we're, we're, we're about to be going into October, and now we're still running around wearing masks, having a social distance, 50% capacity at restaurants, and, 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 and all down the line. So now the vaccine's going to be the next layer on top of that. That's why I told you guys before, I said, they're not going to stop any of this, guys. There is no end to it. That's the whole point. It's a protracted psychological warfare that's done on the American populace. If you have legitimate research showing me in clinical studies that wearing a paper mask or a cloth mask or a gaiter over your face directly prevents you from contracting or spreading a virus, I'd be very open to the research. The problem is there is none that exists. Or if you came in and said, listen, we've looked at this, we're basically going to say now by September 30th, the United States, we're going to remove any type of mask mandate. If you want to wear them, that's perfectly fine. We encourage you if you still want to wear them, but there's no mandate. There's no state mandate. There's no federal mandate. There's no health mandate. There's no store mandate, there's no county mandate, there's no city mandate, there's nothing. There's nothing. We're leaving it on the table. It's up to you if you want to wear one. Other than that, we really don't care. I would say, okay, fair enough, September 30th. But notice, they don't give us any dates on when things stop. They just continually protract it out further and further and further. This brings me into Moderna. Moderna is one of the most shadiest, compromised vaccine pharmaceutical companies I have ever done research on. If you have looked at it, Moderna has never actually brought anything tenable to the market. In fact, this is what's so ironic. As you remember, 
we discussed in detail, when they first had their trial, they had basically three out of the 15 people suffered a serious adverse event that required medical intervention. I've told you guys that before. Now they're involved in their phase three trial, which has been eerily quiet. Now what's crazy about Moderna is that back in March of 2019, there's an individual named Ben Swan. He's got some good stuff sometimes. And he put a research out on Moderna. Back in this time, nobody really knew much about Moderna, which is mod RNA. That's what it stands for. And Moderna filed a patent amendment on March 2019, nine months before the COVID pandemic started, pandemic, stating they needed new RNA vaccine technology to get released for concern of a reemergence or a deliberate release of a SARS coronavirus. That was their quote. The amendment was done to a patent application that had been repeatedly rejected since 2015, repeatedly rejected, repeatedly rejected. In December 2019, the U.S. Patent Office issued a final rejection of Moderna's patent application. Yet when COVID-19 allegedly broke out in early 2020, Moderna was among the first to state they had the ability to address the problem. May 2020, months after it had already entered into a partnership with the U.S. National Institute of Health, that's what Fauci runs, to develop the vaccine, Moderna was finally issued a patent for an RNA vaccine that the National Institute of Health owns the majority of that patent, ironically enough, Fauci pushing it. Now, here's the million-dollar issue that we're starting to see now. Moderna has raked in hundreds of millions of dollars of personal profit in the process of doing so. If you look back on Moderna, their shares have always been very pitiful, to be honest with you. But even up till February 20th, this year, February 20th, 2020, their stocks, their shares were valued at 18, like 18.20 a share, $18.20 a share. Fast forward to July this year, their shares were pushing over $95 a share, 500% increase. Now, here's what's ironic about this. They've never brought anything to market at all, ever. But now you look at their top stockholders, their CEO, Stephanie Bonkel, she's already sold $40 million worth of Moderna stock. Chief Medical Officer sold over $60 million worth of Moderna stock. President Stephen Hodges sold over $10 million. And the list goes on and on and on. These guys have been cashing out, raking in tens of millions of dollars apiece at the price that the American taxpayers committed over $2.5 billion to the company's vaccine development and manufacture. This is a giant money laundering scheme that has been perpetuated on the American populace again. The top folks at Moderna have literally become a hundred plus billion dollars richer, in some cases multi-multi-billionaires. Basically hundred billion dollar plus net worth now in the process of making an RNA vaccine that we have now been told isn't even going to work for the most part. You're going to have to get numerous doses of this RNA vaccine repeatedly over and over and over again and you're still going to have to wear a mask and you're still going to have to basically social distance. So that being said, why in the world has all this money been funneled to Moderna, a company that didn't even have a patent, that couldn't even get a patent, that's been denied a patent, that then got in bed with Fauci in March and all of a sudden got a patent, and then got $2.5 billion in taxpayer money to build it? Why? 
because this whole thing is a giant scam from the very beginning. Moderna couldn't do anything on their own. They couldn't get anything past the FDA. They, they couldn't even get a patent because they were such a shady company and never produced anything. Now, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, nine months later, they're one of the front runners getting billions of dollars in grants and pushing a phase three trial now about to be rolled out. How do we know this Moderna company hasn't been formed by some outlying DARPA person, basically that has come in now and funneled money into it to prop this company up over the last five to six years to keep it running? I don't know. I'm just speculating. But I'm telling you right now, there's something grossly shady about this company, and now they're losing shares hand over fist because because of all these issues that are starting to arise, including the fact that they have never made a successful vaccine for any type of coronavirus ever, period. I want everybody to just continue to look and open your eyes on what's really going on right now. When you start putting all these things together, you realize real quick, real quick, that we have been lied to at the very beginning of this, and now we're starting to see that the DARPA funded implantable biochip to detect COVID-19 is poised to be approved and hit the market by 2021. I cannot even make this up. You guys can look it up. As early as 2006, DARPA has been researching and identifying on how to build a chip that will identify viruses in the human body. And they now basically have come up with one through multiple different companies, including Profusa USA, Inc., and also funded through the National Institution of Health, there's Fauci again, and DARPA. So you have an injectable biochip now that's poised to be released by next year to detect any type of viral respiratory diseases, including COVID-19. This isn't new. I've talked about it in the past. But now it's starting to roll forward and starting to get light because we're at the end of this year. So, again, I encourage everybody, like Dad said, look at the big picture and what's going on. It's not coincidence that Ginsburg died this weekend and all of a sudden you had all this information get released on Monday. They already knew it was getting released on Monday about HSBC and Goldman Sachs and all the Federal Reserve central banker boys funneling drug money in tune of trillions of dollars. Like Dad said, this is, this is honestly, this is the tip of the iceberg. It's like going up to the top of a giant iceberg and cutting a couple inches off with a machete. Saying, ha ha, I got you now. That's what this is. We're talking to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars on each and every one of these banks, in my opinion, and the big ones to multi-trillion dollars on a regular basis. Because as Dad said, what do you do with all this cash? You get a trillion dollars in cash. You can't just go around just buy stuff with it. Oh, I want to buy an island. Here's, you know, half a trillion dollars in cash. I mean, what, what is that the person supposed to do with all that cash that they get? You can't do anything. We, we, okay, I got $500 billion in cash now. What am I supposed to do with all this money? This is what's being done at the highest level. And that's why I said months ago, this is... And will always be, in my opinion, one of the largest downright thefts of the American taxpayers' money that we have ever seen in recorded history in the United States right now. And it's happening this year, in 2020, by the central banks, right in front of our noses, and most people don't even see what's happening, Dad. Well, it's because nobody will talk about it. I mean, nobody, no, no one discusses it like we do on this show. Also. I mean, nobody on any other show, period. They make, I was watching this really good video this weekend. I mean, it was a good video. And it's about an hour long. 
and she mentions in the middle of the video, we all know it's the Rockefeller Rothschild complex of the central banks doing this. Okay, that was it. That was it. And she has a, and basically there's another new coin that's been released for Trump now that basically has Saturn at the top of the coin, which is symbology for Lucifer. And, you know, the New World Order and, you know, and all the thousand points of light from the Kabbalah and all the other crazy things that are represented on this doggone coin along with this, this sword that kills so many Christians from Islam. And it's all part of the great Kabbalah network. And I mean, but nobody wants to talk about that. And then she shows a picture of the six pointed star, which is the star of David, but it's also one of the stars of Rephim in the New Testament that the, the Bible's talking about, how they gave themselves over the star. And yet she boldly goes there, but then stops, doesn't say anything. And this is what we have to understand. When we have all of these dual Israeli citizens in Congress and in the Senate running things through APAC and through the Anti-Defamation League, you know, everybody's scared to death to say anything because they're afraid they're going to be labeled as an anti-Semitic or they're going to be say they're labeled as a bigot or they're going to have their platforms taken off. Another person who has a huge platform this weekend said they don't even know if they can stay in business anymore because they've been demonetized, which they did that to us on YouTube a long time ago. And, and you know, if it wasn't for you guys supporting Health Masters, we couldn't be here telling you the stuff we're telling you right now. Could be here. Be done. And show me over because you've got to find a way to monetize. Somebody's got to pay for the show, you know. And when you guys, you know, help us out and you buy your vitamins and your multiples and your toothpaste and your deodorant and all the stuff that you're going to get anyhow from somebody else and you buy it through Health Masters, it supports the show. And I want to thank you guys again for that. And with all these people saying, you know, Barbie dolls, we still need a few more Barbie dolls. And, and you know, I, I thanked so many people last week and I want to thank all the other people that have been so instrumental in helping us support these 20 Thai girls. But guys, we're all in this together. I mean, this is the highlight of my day. I prayed for you guys this morning, and the peak of my day is from 10 to 11 Eastern time when I speak to you guys, all my friends, and we have a little come to Jesus meeting is what this is, you know, and learn what the truth is. And so thank you so much for being here and supporting us. Because if we're not out here telling you guys what's happening, that the world is run by international sex, death, cult, crime cartel, you know, nobody else talks about it like we do. And you, know, you think, well, you guys, you cover it a lot. Well, you know, we have to cover it a lot. Why? Because we're continually getting new and new and new, more and more new listeners. And so we don't really have a choice. I've got to bring everybody up to speed so we can all stay on the same page. But like this thing with Ginsburg, I mean, this was a wicked witch woman. This woman was horrible. And, you know, and you, and you say, well, you can't call her a witch. Well, they don't really think there's anything wrong with being a witch. Just thought I'd mention that. They don't think that's an insult. They don't think it's, there's anything wrong with being a witch. They, they like being witches, or they wouldn't be a witch. It's like, like the gays calling each other queers. They, they like being queer. They call each other queers. I mean, it's, this is a different mindset than you and I have, and we have. You know, the black people, they pick their own horrible names to call each other. And you see, this is the thing that we have to understand as a Christian. We want to pretend like these people don't exist and they're not real, and that they don't say these things and do these things. But we know that we have trillions of dollars of heroin money being laundered through international banks. I've mentioned that at least a hundred times in the last eight years we've been on the air. And and the crazy part about it is, is that no one else wants to talk about it. Now suddenly it's in everybody's face. Like Austin says, nobody's talking about it in the mainstream media. There's not one story on Drudge about this. Not one story. I'm not mentioning it at all. Of course, Drudge is a gay Jew, and he basically is not a conservative. He's an unbelievably hard hardcore liberal, and he's been masquerading as a conservative for years and years to try to get more conservative people to watch his web 
side. Now Trump's even saying that Drudge is down by 50%. And Trump's also saying that basically Schumer or one of the other boys and girls or whatever wrote this little note that Ginsburg supposedly put out that she did not want a new Supreme Court justice picked until the new election. I mean, what is she trying to legislate from the grave now? Who does this witch think she is or was or whatever the heck? I don't believe for one second she wrote that. I believe some other cabalists wrote that. I think Ginsburg's been dead for years. I'll come out on record and say that. I believe we've been dealing with a clone which we do have that technology, by the way, which seems really weird. It sounds kind of like conspiratorial weirdness. Or, if you don't like that term, use body double. Because, you know, Saddam Hussein had body doubles. Hitler had body doubles. Almost every major person in the political scene in the last 50, 100 years had body doubles. So say, okay, but Ruth Ginsburg had a body double. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But the whole thing about it is this, guys. You know, we have this stuff going on all around us now with another massive sell-off of the stock market. They're already telling us this. The one Muslim guy who basically had been a Muslim, then he converted over to Christianity, and then he converts back to becoming a Muslim, and then he goes basically back to, you know, all of this other crazy stuff. His name is Reza Aslan, and now he written, he's written a bunch of anti-Christian books, and he said that they're going to burn the whole effing thing down if they try – that's good. In other words, hardcore liberal. He said if they try to go ahead and put another Supreme Court justice in, they're going to burn the whole effing thing down. He used the F word. And so you think, who, who are these people? These are the Kabbalist cult that runs the world. These are the international banker cutout boys. The guys who basically, if, as long as they do what they need to do, they're okay. And they're, they're treated pretty well. But once they stop doing what they're supposed to do, they run into these problems like Ron Perlman. This guy's a hardboard supporter of Shabbat. But suddenly he's having to sell all of his assets, supposedly as a billionaire, He's lost almost all of his fortune the last few years. Now he's selling his art and his houses and his yachts and his jets. So I feel so sorry for him because he's got himself over leveraged. Well, he's got so he 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 did something that somebody got hacked off about at the high levels. See, this is the problem. This is how they control these guys. They use them as a like a cardboard cutout. What do I mean by that? It's like let's say you want to go on a tour of Washington D.C. and there's a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump. And basically, it's a picture of him. And you know, he's six foot three or whatever he is. And do you stand beside the six foot three cutout? That's not Donald Trump. It's not real, but it's just a, it's just a picture of Donald Trump pasted on a board that you take, pay a dollar for to get a picture with. That's a cutout. This is what they do from a metaphoric standpoint with individuals. Every cutout is being used to cover up the little satanic banker that basically is running around behind the cutout doing everything. They're hiding behind the cutout. They're like a little weasel, like a little rat like a little vermin, like a little demon, I guess you could use that term, that are riding around behind the cutout so you don't see them. So all you see is the cutout. You see Bill Gates, there's his cutout. Right? You see you know, Jeff Bezos, there's his cutout. You, you see all these people, Perlman, all these people, little cutouts, cutouts, cutouts everywhere. And as long as they do what they're supposed to do, they get this incredible lifestyle of yachts and planes and trains and whatever they want. And then you get Donald Trump. Who's another cut, 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 cardboard cutout for the Rothschild banking cartels who, through Wilbur Ross, completely bailed him out back in 89 and two of billions and billions of dollars. Now, he's heavily, heavily leveraged on all of his assets. So, in other words, all they've got to do is start pulling strings out and everything collapses around him. I don't personally believe that from a net worth standpoint that Donald Trump's a billionaire. I don't believe that whatsoever. Now, he may be like Jeffrey Epstein. He may be worth a few hundred million dollars, but it's still a lot of money. But I don't believe he has those types of assets that he wants everybody to believe. That's why he's so careful about not allowing his personal tax returns 
to become public. He's fought it all the way to the Supreme Court because he doesn't want everybody to know this. Now, after the, what, this, this, this election's over, where that he wins, which he, he will win the election, you know, as long as he continues to do what Israel wants, he'll be there. But guys, we've got to think through. It's like Austin said this morning. We've got to look at what they're doing behind the scenes. They've collapsed the economy once. They've put us. They've given all this PPP stuff that's running out now, as of the end of this month. I spoke with a man on Saturday. I was at the beach, and I was talking to a guy who was sitting next to us with his wife, and they were basically none of us were social distancing, and we were just you know talking. He's an airline captain for American Airlines, and has been with American Airlines for almost 20 years. Got real good seniority, and he's been getting paid as much money as he was before the airline drop off for the last six, eight months because of PPP. I mean, hundreds of millions, in the billions of dollars for the airlines. And now the airlines are begging for more money. So in other words, he has not affected his lifestyle whatsoever because he has all of this money still coming in from yours and my tax dollar. That's where the money's coming from. It's just what they're drilling right now. They're just going, we're borrowing the money to give these to all these other companies. And the problem is that's all running out. The money that was going to be given to continue to be given to the people for unemployment, that's all going to run out. And then we're going to see the real effect of having 29 million people on the tax rolls that basically aren't producing any revenue, that basically have no money anymore. That's where this is all going. It's all culminating here after this election, along with COVID, along with the Supreme Court justice, along with this information on the banks, along with people saying they're going to burn the whole thing down. All of this stuff is building momentum, as you can see, to bring us into this new world order to collapse the republic. That's what they want, and to collapse the global currency, the dollar, to bring us into a one-world digital currency. It's all, all being done by the same group of Kabbalists that run the planet, and this is what we need to understand. I was speaking to a Jewish friend of mine on Saturday night, and he's not a Kabbalist. And, you know, I finally, I, I asked him finally, I said, you know, but have you ever read the Kabbalah? And he goes, well, he says, Ted, you know more about Judaism than I do. And I said, well, that's probably true. And he said, but I said, he says, I know it's one of the books. And he goes, but he goes, I've read part of it. He goes, it's too weird for me. He says, it's all witchcraft. And he goes, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I looked at him, I said, I'm really glad to hear you say that. Because, I mean, this is some sick stuff that they're involved in. And then I had to explain to him it was written by a guy who sat in a cave after the fall of Jerusalem in 72 A.D. for 12 years talking to some demon thing. And basically he says, wow. And I said, well, that's what it is. And I said, that's what it's all about. It's witchcraft and sorcery. See, and this is why we need to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. We need to realize that when God saw what was going on after the flood, during the flood, before the flood, and how every thought of every man was evil all the time, God had to push a reset button. He pushed a reset and then it went on for a couple thousand years longer, and it did it again because these entities were still there, whatever you want to call them. Call them a fallen angel. You can call them a demon. Heck, you can call them an extraterrestrial. I don't care what you call them. Pick a name, whatever you want to call them. And they were still there doing their stuff and inbreeding with the doggone women on this planet and causing this bloodline to continue. God looked through it, looked, saw, looked down at it, saw it from an omnipresent being standpoint, and inserted Jesus into the timeline, which is which was God himself into the timeline, the exact representation of God Almighty, to bring us back into reconciliation with him. That's why we have Christ in our lives. That's why we have a relationship with the Most High God, because Jesus Christ himself stood as a mediator for us before the throne room. So now we can come boldly into the throne room, and God doesn't see us, he sees Jesus. That's what being in covenant with the Most High God is through the blood of Jesus. And I've talked to you guys at length on the blood of Christ and what it really means and what it really does. 
how it basically changes us and renews our DNA. Guys, it's so important to understand this. This entire universe is made of energy, and we're part of that energetic field, and God's energy resides in us, and we're compatible with God's energy through Christ once we accept him as our Lord and Savior. It's important that we understand all of this, because, guys, it, without Jesus Christ coming into our lives, without the cross, without all of this, without the blood of the Lamb, there would be no redemption of sin. We could have not have reconciliation with God Almighty. And that's the important thing that we understand. These people like Ginsburg and, and Clinton and all that who've given themselves over to the dark side, these people are a bunch of sickos because they really believe that these entities, these demons, these things that like to eat humans and drink blood are good people and good entities. They've got a, they're really, really confused. And we need to understand that, that we need to maintain right now especially, right now, as we see this time approaching right now with this election, when they're going to try to create maximum chaos, we need to stand firm in the faith that we have. The sad thing about it is this weekend, uh, the, the the man up up there in Portland who basically had, you know, you know, defended himself and shot this guy who was beating him half to death who had broken into his store. Uh, he basically his name's Jake Gardner, and he was charged with Scurlock's death now because basically he, he couldn't get off of it and he's committed suicide. And you think, well, what the heck? He committed suicide? Well, yeah. Well, now you have to ask yourself another question. He didn't leave a note, did he? Nope. So did he really commit suicide, or did somebody take him out because they didn't want him justifying? I don't know. But the whole thing about it is, is this, guys. Be really, really careful if you've got to use deadly force. You make sure you've got a reason to do that. You make sure you know what the laws are in your state. You make sure that you understand that if you do that, your life will change forever. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we're not going to be pushed into a situation where you've got a group of people attacking you that you can't defend yourself. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is be very, very careful and try to avoid situations where you're put into that environment. Why? Because this is what they want. This is what the globalists want. They want a precipitating incident. They want to do this. Now, if they can't have one generically through somebody doing something, they'll create one. They'll do another false flag. I guarantee it. They'll do a false flag to try to bring in martial law into the United States and into the world in a new world order. That's how committed these guys are to their thousand points of light new new world order through their Kabbalah tree. What a bunch of weirdos. Also, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? Oh, the, yeah, it's well said. I saw, you know, this issue that happened up there as far as in Omaha, and I've been watching that, and I saw the thing today as far as where they said Jake Gardner now committed suicide, and I found that to be extremely odd as well. I'm not saying that he didn't, and my condolences go to the family and everybody involved in that. That was a horrific incident up there. But the issue that we're starting to see now, this is what's troubling to me, and this is something that's put me in a position, you know, with a lot of other people I know that's very, very troubling, and it means we have to stay on our toes and is, you know, smart and is socially aware and, you know, situational awareness as much as possible. Because what they're doing now, the, the left communists do, and this is what they've done in numerous other countries, this isn't a new playbook, is that... They start demonizing anybody that defends themselves for any reason whatsoever. It doesn't matter if somebody tries to break into your home and chop your family up with a machete. All of a sudden, you shoot them, and they go, well, you didn't have to shoot him. You could have tried to have a discussion. 
there was an article I saw, the real far-left opinion piece, and they were talking about the incident. I forgot the kid's name. He had already been arrested and was actually out on bond for stabbing a 16-year-old. He got a call, basically, to his house. He'd, been, he'd stabbed multiple other people. He came out of the house with a butcher knife over his head and ran after the officer, and the officer lit him up. I mean, killed him on the spot. I and mean, you see the video, the body cam footage. The guy's, the guy's lunatic. It looks like some type of horror movie thing, running around with a butcher knife over his head. And there were people that were saying, well, you know, he should have tried to tase him first, or he should have just shot him in the hand and tried to knock the knife out of his hand. Obviously, these people are speaking with the arrogance that's commonly associated with ignorance. Um, there is no reaction time when you have somebody coming at you with a knife. You just you engage immediately. There is no, well, you know what? If I have my shot placement perfect, we're on a busy sidewalk, if I can hit his hand, maybe knock the knife out, the bullet should go to the left and hit a concrete wall and shouldn't go anywhere else in the area. Guys, come on. This, I mean, the people that say this stuff are only pushing the communist agenda. They want to do this so they can continue to push their violent, violent left onto everybody and make it a crime for you to defend yourself against any of the violent left. Point in case, what we saw in St. Louis with the husband and wife. They were in the gated community with no trespassing signs, and two to 300 rioters descended upon their neighborhood, started screaming death threats at him, and he came outside with an AR-15. She brandished a handgun. Sloppy, I might add, but they still stayed on their property. And now, you know, they're being charged with felony charges. As far as I know, they have not been dropped yet. And they're, they're two attorneys. Now we saw an incident that happened, if you guys saw this, over the weekend in um, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. This is very, very sad, very interesting to see, though. That's why I'm bringing this up. Michael Rines Jr., 33 years old, a black male who's a huge Black Lives supporter, basically was arrested on Saturday after he randomly executed three people outside of a bar in Louisville, Kentucky. This is crazy. It was at Bungalow's Joe Bar and Grill in Louisville, Kentucky on Friday night. He approached a group and shot three of them in the head at point-blank range and then took off. The owner of the bar and individuals that were there said they had never even seen the man before. Friends of the people that basically were shot and killed said they had no idea who this guy even was. Nobody had ever seen him before anywhere. They even said that nobody even exchanged words. The man walked right up, drew a firearm, and engaged them at point-blank range. Two of the men that basically died on the scene, William Smallwood, 48, white male, Tyrone Hudson, 26, black male, both died on the scene, and later Stephen Matthew Heed, 24, died of his injuries at University Hospital, and they both basically all have families, and uh, one of them had kids and everything else. So again, my condolences to that family, but again, you don't see any of this in the mainstream media. Black Lives Matter, BLM terrorist, walks up to three individuals, including one of them being black, and shoots them all in the face at a bar outside, fully unprovoked. Now, why is this happening? Because the left, through the mainstream media, is continually pushing this far, far divide. It's like Dad talked about with one of his friends that he knew that he's been friends with for a while that's black, but has bought into this, this lie. It has to be black-white. It has to be cop versus black, black versus white, white versus cop. And the whole divide, that's the whole point of this is. It's to instill as much chaos, create as much disharmony, break up any remaining unity, and cause everybody to go against everybody for any reason whatsoever. And this is why I tell everybody, make sure you are armed when you go out right now. I, the 
privilege over the weekend to hang out with my old army buddies I know. He basically invited me to a vehicle tactic class over in Cocoa Beach, and I got to train there basically a whole day with a vehicle they brought in. So practicing basically shooting through the windshield, shooting from the back through the windshield, shooting from outside the vehicle, deploying, you know, basically rebounding back and forth with overlapping cover and uh, it was it was a blast I haven't done it in a while wore me out to be honest with you I haven't trained all day in full kit in a long time and uh, you know armor and everything wears you out after a while but it was an absolute blast it was great training and uh, you know I had to scrub down when we got done get all the glass particles out of your hair and out of your skin I mean it's a real mess and you don't realize until you start actively shooting from a vehicle how not only loud and violent it is but how disorienting it is and so that's why i've encouraged everybody make sure you're trying to train the best you can at least get out if you don't want to do live fire at least practice dry drills with some friends practicing cover practicing reloading all dry i mean you know if you're doing it at the house but situations like this guys are horrific when you're at a bar outside patio bar restaurant with your friends and somebody walks up out of nowhere now i wasn't there so i can't say you know things could have been done better i don't know if any of these three individuals or even carrying a firearm. I have no idea. But one thing I do know is that I'll tell you right now, whenever I go out to eat in public, you can ask anybody that knows me, I always try to sit in the corner that I don't have my back exposed to entry points of the restaurant. I've always been like that. I learned that from old military buddies that I grew up with. You always make sure that you're armed when you go out, and you always make sure that you look at exit and entry points, and you observe people that are coming in areas, maybe restaurants or wherever you're at, the whole time. That don't mean sitting there looking like some paranoid goon eyeballing everybody like you're about to pull your pistol. I'm not talking about that at all. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Respect every moment you have with them and cherish it. But I also mean understand the situation around you with situational awareness when people are out and about. You got an individual that's a far left BLM terrorist walks up and executes three people on a patio, one of those people being black, and the mainstream media refuses to even talk about it. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative because they're the ones that are encouraging and inciting this dangerous, dangerous violence that they want pushed on anybody that doesn't support their cause. So again, stay armed. Stay prepared. And like Dad said, know your state laws when it comes to defending yourself because you're in a position right now where gun owners, we're under more scrutiny than ever before if we defend ourselves. Sadly as that is, that's where we're at right now. So be aware of what's happening and do the best you can. And when it comes down to it, if you have to do it, have to do it and have no hesitation because once you commit to it, you have to commit to it. Again, I encourage everybody right now, if you can, stay training actively train, at least be exercising, getting your conditioning, your endurance, your immune system, just like with the vitamin C and the D3. I stay on that every single day. So does dad. Keeping your immune system strong right now is also crucial because a healthy, smart, mentally acute individual can pretty much not be stopped as far as from a constitutional standpoint if we band together and stand up for our rights. If you're sick and on the couch and don't feel good, constantly having health problems on a bunch of medications and have no energy, guys, I've been super sick before. Everybody's been super sick at some point in their lives. You don't want to do much of anything. You just want to be over with. That's the point that we don't want to be in because at that point, we're way more susceptible to fear and exposure to other type of outside environments that they want to try to push on top of us. So stay strong, stay healthy, and continue to keep training, Deb. Very well said, Austin. I mean, I saw the pictures of it. It was very intense. I mean, you've also sent me a video 
and he was actually shooting through the broken windshield of a car and also having to wear extensive eye protection to keep the glass out of his eyes. And another thing, you know, I, I learned with Austin this weekend, and I knew this already, is that if you have a high-powered rifle like a two two three, and you're, you're shooting into a car, it goes right through the doors. It goes out the other side through the doors. And so oh, yeah. there's no protection in a car hiding behind a door. If you're going to get... If Nine you're, millimeter if you're, penetrates all the way through as well. So I'm to clarify that. We try, we played with it with rounds, nine millimeter ball and nine millimeter hydroshocks, both penetrated through the passenger door, through the cab, through the diver, driver's door, and exited the vehicle with nine millimeter. That's just handgun ammo. So I want to clarify that as well. And, yeah, and you, know, you see these videos on TV and these guys are sitting behind a door shooting at a bad guy and the door is taking those, you know, nothing's going through the door. It's nonsense. It doesn't work that way. Now, if you have to get, if you have to take cover behind a car, you get down behind the wheel, behind the, behind the, uh, under by the rubber by the tire, you know, where you've got a steel rim and, and just hope and pray it doesn't go through a spoked rim or whatever. But I mean, you know, a car does not make good cover. You know, concrete solid four block wall makes good cover, but a car does not. Yeah. So be very, very, very careful if you have to take cover. By the way, sheetrock doesn't do anything. Hiding behind a sheetrock no. wall, that's a joke. And see, the problem with these guys saying, well, if the guy's coming at you with a knife, to shoot it out of you, out of his hand. What do they think? This is cops and robbers on TV? You literally have a second or so to make a decision with somebody coming at you with a knife. And the only thing you're trying to do is stop them. That's all you're trying to do. You're not trying to pretend like you're some kind of fancy crack shot and you're going to take a shot of a hand that's moving at 20 miles an hour and knock the knife out. It doesn't work that way, guys. I was attacked by a Doberman years and years ago when I had to shoot the dog, and I didn't want to do it because I really am an animal lover. But I was attacked in my backyard. I had literally two seconds to make a decision on what I was going to do. And once I went out there and this thing attacked me, I had no choice. I was committed. It's like Austin said. I was in it. There was nothing. You can't turn around and run away because you can't move that fast. And then you get bit in the back of the head or back of the leg or the throat or whatever. This is what you run into when you get into a live tactical firefight. You better find cover as quickly as you possibly can. You better move quickly and try to do everything you can to avoid that situation to start with. And speak about avoiding situations, I guess we're really getting cranked back up in Syria. The U.S. now is sending mechanized vehicles back in and troops back in into Syria to protect the oil fields that we stole from the Syrian people so we can continue to steal the oil from Syria to fund our black operations. This is so stupid. Syria basically would not allow a gas pipeline to be sent through their country and that started all of this stuff 10 years ago with the overthrow of the Syrian government we are so upside down in Syria with what we're doing there it's unbelievable and now they're saying that we actually had several of our vehicles run into several of the other vehicles from Russia guys this is a hotbed in Syria it's a real mess and the only reason we're not a full blown war in Syria and full blown war globally right now is because Russia has allowed a cooler head to prevail with Putin. He's walked away from a bunch of conflicts. We're in a mess over here in the Middle East right now because of what's happening with the central banks and the greater Israel program, if you just want to call it out for what it is. This is a giant, giant mess that we've been involved in now for 20, oh, almost, well, 30 years, you know, with the, when, we, when we went into Kuwait with George Sr. So understand that we got to be really, really careful with this hotbed. All we're doing is breaking the, breaking the Treaty of Vesfala, which was like from the 1500s, which said that you cannot allow another country. If the United States is in civil war and China and Russia decides to invade the United States and Russia, that's illegal according to the Treaty of Vesfala. You can't go into a sovereign state and try to help a civil war or insurrection or whatever without the express permission of the people 
in the government of that state, that country. In other words, if Sassad had come in from Syria and said, help us, we need help with you guys, that's different. You can't just go in there and invade a country start taking their oil. It's not okay. God, ridiculous. All right, I love you guys. We're out of time. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And one last tactic advice I want to give you guys real quick. And I, I've learned more of this over the weekend because I had a discussion with Jeff, one of the guys there that basically was in the Army Infantry SOCOM for a while. He said the best thing to do with a vehicle is get the heck out of there immediately. If you have the ability, keep driving, get out of there. Try to avoid a gunfight in a vehicle if it's unarmored because it's a bullet magnet. He said oh, vehicles are bullet magnets. Everybody loves to shoot at vehicles. If your vehicle becomes fully disabled, get roadblock, tire strips, spikes, blows up, you know, engine blows up, you get out of the vehicle as fast as possible. Do not sit in the vehicle. That is literally a death trap. Get away from the vehicle as fast as you can with rebounding laps of cover, the fastest you can get to hard cover if you have somebody in there with you. And that's what we did with two-man teams as far as getting out, providing cover. Next guy gets out, gets to hard cover, covers you while you get to hard cover, and you rebound. Uh, but get out of a vehicle. I know it seems odd because that's your safe space. Now, if the vehicle's still operational, drive it as fast as you can. Drive. doesn't matter at that point. If you start getting gunfire, drive. But do not by any means try to hold your vehicle down if it gets disabled. That's, that's, that's a death trap right there. Just something I would thought I would add on top of that. So again, thank you guys for the continued support of Health Masters. I got a lot of emails over the week and I'm trying to go through right now. A lot of stuff that's going on, obviously, so I appreciate articles, opinions, everything. We're getting orders out just as fast as always. We have told you we have a bunch of the organic food buckets in route right now. So as the first come, first serve pre-orders, we're filling them as we get them in and getting out. So be on the lookout for those coming in. If you guys need anything, check out the special, the three-pack magnesium. We have the thyroid support. The zinc glycinates on sale for product a week. Lots of stuff on sale as always. So again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.